Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. Time to talk a little Monday Night Football between the 49ers and the Vikings. And per BetMGM, as the 49ers are seven-point favorites on the road, 81% of the bets and 67% of the handle, they are backing San Francisco. Joe, are you backing the public? Oh, man. I guess... Not I, not with a lot yeah. of confidence. I'll say that. Like I felt really good about some of the stuff over the weekend, even the one that I lost uh, with the Chargers. But I felt great about the Bears, the Steelers, the Eagles last night. And for the purpose of our contest picks, for the purpose of contests that I'm in, I did put the Niners in at minus six and a half as my fifth pick. Do I feel great about it? No. Uh, if you're forcing me to pick a side, I would go with San Francisco, even though they're without Debo. It looks like they're going to be out w- without Trent Williams, which is a big deal. Um, you know, it's kind of like the way we talk about Lane Johnson and the Eagles. Like if they didn't have him, I think it's a similar situation with the Niners and Trent Williams. And we don't know about Christian McCaffrey. Like that's the other hard part of this handicap. Okay. We saw how awful it was a week ago without their key players. But then there's also, we don't know about Christian McCaffrey, the guy that's the favorite right now to be the offensive player of the year or, or the second favorite, whatever. Like the guy that scored a touchdown in what, what do we have, 15 straight games now? It's unreal. Um, there's some chatter about the home road splits with Brock Purdy. I would just say, yes, the ATS record is not strong on the road. It's great at home. It's perfect at home. But if you really look at the numbers, yes, they're not as good. Expected. And they're not bad numbers. Like, the rating is still 95. Like, he's still completing over 60% of his passes when he's on the road. Look, I the the difference between facing a Cleveland defense and facing the Minnesota defense is very, very different. So even without some of their key players, I'm expecting a bit of a bounce back. My focus for this game, though, is not the side. It's where do you go? Are you going Kittle or are you going Ayuk without Debo and maybe without McCaffrey? Uh, History would tell us that Kittle's had some big games when Debo's not on the field, but I'm honed in on Ayuk. I think he is set against this, this secondary to have a big matchup. So, so that's what I like the most of everything on the board in this game. I'm looking at Ayuk props. I honed in on Kittle. So this will be fun, but I just think this is a tough, Brutal matchup for the Vikings defensively, even without CMC or a banged up CMC, whatever we're going to get. No Debo. I think it's going to be just tough. And then you've got the whole primetime Kirk narrative. You've got no Justin Jefferson. So defensively for the Vikings and offensively, just a lack of weapons. I think Justin Jefferson was everything to this Vikings team. So I don't know. Props-wise, I'm having a hard time figuring out who is going to go off on the Vikings side and the Niners side. I ended up settling on Kittle, but I don't feel great about it. Um, We just had Jason LaConfora on. He talked about a pretty interception. Of course, he only has one so far this season. That was uh, last week. It's plus 150. So that's kind of intriguing. You do like what Brian Flores is doing over there. A Kirk interception, minus 125. I don't love this game. I might actually be watching baseball. 
I don't know what's you're happening. Such a liar. Yeah. It's just, you're yeah, going to be watching not, Kirk Cousins. You can't be no. here and be like, oh, Kirk's the goat, and you guys are hating on Kirk, and I love Kirk Cousins. And then you're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it against the San Francisco 49ers. You're going to be watching Cousins. Stop lying. I don't know who you're lying to. Yeah. What are you trying to do here? Yeah. You want to check in on your ex and make sure he's struggling and not want good things for True. him. That's fine. Come yeah. on. I mean, my yeah, new crush right. is Mike McDaniel's, but well, you know, Kirk still has there's a, a list. Place in my heart. There, there's a list. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And, and you know what? I You're will right. give you credit that even after the debacle from last night, Mike McDaniel's still your crush. Like that's good yeah. to see that you're not Shoulder just going to let completely sway <laughs> your love map. Is it a love map? I don't know, but yes, <laughs> that's the idea there. I love it. Good night. <laughs> Uh, I, there is a side I'm going to take here. First off, it, it is interesting that the public is kind of like torn between you guys. George Kittle to score the first touchdown is plus 850. That's one of the more bet on uh, props per bet MGM. Brandon Ayuk, 99% of the bets are on the over for him to get 71 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. So definitely yeah. the public is finding a way to kind of walk the tightrope, so to speak, between Kittle and Ayuk. I am not looking at either of them. I'm not really looking at this 49ers offense a whole lot. When Jason Lockenfora, who was on in our last segment, uh, was talking about the under for this game, maybe there's a path for that. But I think the bet I probably like the most is mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 165. I think he can get there. And I think that's in mm -hmm. large part because we don't necessarily trust this Vikings ground game a whole lot. So there's that. It, it's been atrocious at times. He's been really, really good with play action. And while we do love these Niners linebackers, I wonder if perhaps they bite one too many times. And so that may be also part of the mix. And with TJ Haw Hawkinson, you know, part of the fold, I think this is like, you know, tight end one-on-one -on -one matchups where, you know, you loft it or find him wide open over the middle, something like that. And I think he might score a touchdown or two. And so there are a lot of paths where Kirk Cousins can get to at least two and short passes, long passes, whatever the case may be. I think that's how they score their points and keep this game close, Joe. They've gotten, he's gotten to at least two passing touchdowns every game until last week. Now, so mm -hmm. you're talking to someone who watched every play of that game. And that's tough for me because they got into the red zone once against the Bears defense. That was the first game without Jefferson. And you get into the red zone once against a team that statistically, you know, and in much of those stats on the Bears defense, you know, they're probably thrown off a little bit because in the first month they were missing so many guys in the secondary. What's been happening? They've gotten healthier and they're playing better defense overall. Is that more about the Bears or is it more about the opponents? Uh, that's for us to figure out with future handicaps. Uh, but yeah, that's. I, I, it, it makes perfect sense, but I did not love how they looked last week without Jefferson for mm -hmm. the first time against the Bears, getting into the Same. red zone once. Um, now, the Vikings also, you're facing one of the better defenses. Their two wins this year, two of the worst teams in football, Panthers and the Bears. Those are their two wins. So maybe there's a garbage time to go over the one and a half and I certainly uh, understand the angle. Not not something I'm looking at. Of the Ayuk ones that I do like, I don't love that it's now getting really juiced. I wonder if this gets bumped up. It's at four and a half receptions. That's the one. He usually gets over that with CMC on the field, with Debo on the field. 
So, um, so I certainly expect him to go over that against this Vikings secondary. Another thing I was looking at, I want to get your thoughts. The idea of a Niners bounce back against a softer opponent. The team total is 24 and a half. What do you think about that? 24 and a half team total. That sounds sharp to me. Think? It sounds really sharp. Yes, because, you know, part of it is, you know, injuries and things like that. And if this is a Christian McCaffrey game, which is possible because, you know, chances are he's healthy enough to play in this one. And I want to get him back into the fold. And maybe, you know, with all these blitzes, it's like, okay, well, you know, skirt through yards after contact. He's been leading in that department for a long time. I wonder if just by running the ball as much as they might that, yeah, they'll get their points, but they won't have a whole lot of drives. And if that's the case, and 24 and a half sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the the Vikings is we know they're going to blitz. The problem all year has mm-hmm. been they're just not getting home. They're going to keep on blitzing. Right. So is Purdy going to be able to pick them apart? Uh, that That's mm-hmm. probably where the handicap starts on, on how you're going to uh, figure out your bets for this one. All right, I found a prop I love. We mm-hmm. all know the Vikings. Well, Kevin O'Connell does not like to run the ball. Gun to head. He's still not running the ball. They can't run right. the ball. So I was thinking Madison right. under rushing, but then I saw his receiving Uh-oh. yard prop. 17 and a half. The last two weeks he had 28 and 20. Maybe he just gets involved in the receiving game more now that Justin Jefferson is out. So I'm going to go over on Madison's receiving prop at 17 and a half. It's only minus 110. Hmm. That's. I don't know. I. I, I, Taylor. Part of it, I think. (laughs) Uh, I, I'm a fade. Uh, I'm, I'm fading that one. I'm sorry. I, I, it's, I don't know what the competency is against this defense for him to be open enough to get to that number. I, I think that like at some point you do have to respect the 49ers pass defense. And it's, it's the fact that it's like you're playing quarter coverage all the time. And that's just because the linebackers are so good at it. So I, I think it's more like, all right, let's go to our weapons. We can rely upon as pass catchers. I think that's how the Vikings are going to approach this. And and look, they, they need to figure out, okay, without Jefferson, like who do we, who can we trust in a game like this against really a defense? I don't know if it's Madison as a pass catcher to me, Joe. Well, it's Hawkinson, right? And you're facing a top notch defense and they're going to try and take Hawkinson away. So none of us have mentioned Mm -hmm. him and he's their best playmaker right now. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of with that. Like, that scares me off. This is a great defense. What are they scheming up all week? Stopping Hawkinson. If you can stop him, what else do they have? Make KJ Osborne beat us. Make the rookie right. uh, Addison beat us. Okay, fine. He got a touchdown late in the game last week. Good for him. But um, I, I think that's their entire game plan. Uh, his prop is set at 48 and a half. I know it's kind of short. Not Well, not that much. He was in the low 50s mm-hmm. last week against a bad defense in the Bears. So, I, I'm not interested in Hawkinson there. Hmm. Man, who's so, scoring the two touchdowns, Ed? That's the question. One to Osborne. <laughs> yeah. One, maybe one yeah, to Osborne. Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe some, you know, random backup tight end. I can't think of his name, but, you know, maybe that's Josh also Oliver. part of it. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Someone like that. Yeah. Like, it's Dude, probably Kate Otten was great it. yesterday. Baker kept yeah. trying to so make it. <laughs> 
Man, my right. man. How about Jake Bobo? How about it? Thank you, Aaron. Jake A. Bobo. Bobo. Hey, Lowest he completion would... probability of the season to Jake Bobo. Hang that a banner grab. for that. Oh, look the at toe that tap. One. I mean, he's making Geno yeah. Smith look good because Geno's not been looking good lately. Yeah. I mean, he's making it work with no DK Metcalf on the field. Big opportunity for Bobo, and he comes through. Loved it. Look Loved at that. It. That's gorgeous. No, Is anybody I, teasing San Fran? To open up a teaser? Buffalo Thursday, Are we teasing right? that with uh, Thursday night between the Bills and the and the Bucks? <laughs> like move the Bills down to minus one and a half? Is well, that the play? Bless here? you. Bless you if you have the guts <laughs> to do that. I do not. Right. <laughs> I I will not. No. Uh, of course, I got too greedy, uh, you know, this past weekend trying to get a third leg of the teaser with the Bills. Thanks a lot. Uh, uh, so that was cool. Yeah. They I, like the other legs teasers hit. up. They destroyed them. Right. They yeah. did. Yeah, they absolutely did. Um, I think the Vikings can cover this game. I think seven is just okay. too many. Vikings at home, indoors, extra week to kind of prep for, without Justin Jefferson. There's also one other thing. We, we talked about this a lot when it comes to why we haven't seen a whole lot of scoring in the NFL. And part of it is this red zone offense thing. And certainly we will talk about that a lot throughout the week. This might be small sample size theater, and that's fine if it is, but I want to run it by you guys. Do we care that the 49ers defense has actually struggled defending within the red zone? Because you look at defensive success rate there for San Fran, it's at roughly 30%. That's the lowest in the NFL. Now, granted, a lot of offenses don't get to the red zone when they're there against San Francisco, but when they do, they wind up scoring touchdowns uh, at a much higher rate than any other offense. And so I looked at that and thought, all right, is there something to this? Because if there is, that means for this game, the Vikings are scoring touchdowns instead of field goals, and it's possible the 49ers don't get that luxury. And I think that keeps the game at least competitive. Yeah, the, the sample size is what, is what I question. So we look at the offenses that they've played. Of course, it was Cleveland last week. Dallas, they had one touchdown in that game. Arizona, I believe they had one. Giants, did they have one touchdown? I don't remember if it was offensive or how it came. Uh, Pittsburgh had one touchdown in the opener. I, I think that's fair. They're not getting to the red zone, but... It's been at a high rate. It feels like it might be a sample size thing. I'm, I'm not concerned about it yet. Uh, to your point about mm-hmm. if you want to take the points, going back to last year's playoff game, seven straight one-score games for the Vikings. Seven straight. Mm. <laughs> Think it's going to be a one-score game. You got to take the Vikes. You have to. Right. That, that that's kind of where I am in all of this. Like I, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Like it, it's just too many points. Like and if Brock Purdy d- does throw an interception, the, the Vikings are more than competent to score off of that. I, I think mm. this game is close. I, I Kirk I, pick. I, I wouldn't recommend the money line, but we get I think Kirk they both pick. have a pick. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Just a funky game that will be you know at least quasi fun to watch as you've got baseball and another monitor. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. (laughs) Coming up next, has the Heisman market overreacted to a wild Saturday in college football? That's right here on the BetQL Network.